And welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is how to win friends and influence people. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us, keep up to date with our daily photos, meet the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on the website, or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. So first, credit where credit is due. That title actually is stolen directly from Dale Carnegie. To give you more perspective and some more history behind this, I recently went to a Dale Carnegie training event, and it was a gift, and it was a wonderful gift. I would have never gone to one of these things, and I always kind of was a little bit skeptical of them. And now that I've gone, I think we may have to send my entire admin team to one of these eventually when we can afford it, because they're not cheap. But this is it's a three-week session, and by that I mean it's one day one, for three weeks. It's a whole day, and you go to you know, a hotel, and you have a speaker who works with you through the very famous books by Dale Carnegie. Now, who is Dale Carnegie? That's a great question. First, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what Dale Carnegie wrote. Dale Carnegie wrote, How to Win Friends and Influence People and How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. Two really good ideas. Now, I'm going to read directly from the beginning, like kind of the preface that he wrote about this quote, how this book was written and why. During the first 35 years of the 20th century, that's 1900, the publishing houses of America printed more than a fifth of a million different books. Most of them were dull, deadly, and financial failures. Many, did I say? The president of one of the largest publishing houses in the world confessed to me that his company, after 75 years of publishing experience, still lost money on seven out of every eight books published. Why, then, did I have the temerity to write another book? And, after I had written it, why should you bother to read it? Fair questions, both, and I'll try to answer them. I have, since 1912, been conducting educational courses for business and professional men and women in New York. At first, I conducted courses in public speaking only, courses designed to train adults by actual experience to think on their feet and express their ideas with more clarity, more effectiveness, and more poise, both in business interviews and before groups. But gradually, as the seasons passed, I realized that as sorely as these adults needed training in effective speaking, they needed still more training in the fine art of getting along with people in everyday business and social contacts. I also gradually realized that I was sorely in need of such training myself. As I look back across the years, I am appalled at my own frequent lack of finesse and understanding. How I wish I had a book such as this been placed in my hands 20 years ago. What priceless boon it would have been. Dealing with people is probably the biggest problem you'll face, especially if you are in business. It goes on, and that's the opening to How to Win Friends and Influence People. And it's an excellent book. I I would say that there is, I've only read a little bit of it so far, and I've gone to this course, and I'm definitely going to read the rest of this because there is so much to this particular topic and so much particular to the idea of, of how to win friends and influence people. And the other one, which is the one that was more important to me, is how to stop worrying and start living. So after I'd gone to this course, and the course itself is eight hours 
a day for three days over the course of three weeks. So I, in my 15-minute podcast here, is I'm only going to barely scratch the surface a very tiny bit. And if you are interested in this, I definitely would encourage you to go research your local Dale Carnegie group and go do it. It is worth it, I would say. It's expensive, but it is a very, very good thing, especially if you're struggling with people. I am blessed to have had a pretty good skill that was fostered throughout my entire life in communicating with individuals. So that's not never, never really been something I've been worried about. That doesn't mean there hasn't been plenty I have learned in this. Um, but really the worrying part was my issue. So rather than focusing on the how to win friends and influence people, despite the fact that that is the name of this podcast, I am going to also incorporate a little bit of how to stop, the, how to stop worrying and start living. But first, let's start. In, I'm going to give you the first nine of the much of the, what I think, believe 30 different rules that he uses for how to win friends and influence people. So this is the first nine points, and this is how to become a friendlier person and enhance relationships. Don't criticize, condemn, or complain. That's number one. Number two, give honest, sincere appreciation. Three, arouse in the other person an eager want. Four, become genuinely interested in other people. Five, smile. Six, remember that the person's name is to that person the sweetest and most important sound in any language. Seven, be a good listener. Encourage others to talk about themselves. Eight, talk in the terms of the other person's interests. And nine, make the other person feel important and do it sincerely. Now, I'm going to dive into each of these briefly and give a little more background because it is really tricky. And I will say that the Dale Carnegie setup, it does have by the very nature of it, a little bit of a cult of personality. Now, to that point, I don't think there's nothing, anything wrong with that as long as there's a healthy dose of kind of understanding where it comes from and that nobody's perfect. And to some extent, a lot of this stuff is good and a lot of this stuff, I would say all of this stuff is good and useful, but some of it does go against the grain in the modern world. And maybe that's a good thing. The first one is actually a really interesting one in that same vein. Don't criticize, condemn, or complain. Now, there's a lot of people out there that say that sounds like toxic positivity. And for those of you who don't know, toxic positivity is the idea that always just being positive, always saying things are great and looking on the bright side of things can mask and is a form of gaslighting oneself. And it can be a bad thing, right? Because in many ways, it is valuable to accurately and appropriately acknowledge the circumstances that you are in. And sometimes those aren't good circumstances. But to the point here, I don't think that's really what he was pointing out. I mean, to some extent, don't criticize, condemn, or complain. Now, the criticizing and condemning part, I think, are self-explanatory. There's a difference between coaching, which is an encouraging form of how to help another individual, and criticizing them for work. Condemning is along the same line. And then the last one, complaining. Now, to his point, the reason why he would say not to complain is because if you can fix it, you should go fix it. And if you can't fix it, then you need to fix your attitude. Because being in the complaining mindset makes you a victim of the universe, right? Suddenly now, the thing that you're complaining about is not something that you can solve, right? Because that's why you complain about it. And if you can fix it, you should fix it. 
And if you can't fix it, you should change your attitude. So that's, I think, one of those ones where it's modern wisdom would say that that's not a very valid thing. You should be able to complain. But I actually have to agree after going with this with our friend Dale that I don't think there's anything, there's no benefit to criticizing, condemning, or complaining. It doesn't bring you anything except for worry and pain. Give honest, sincere appreciation. Arouse in the other person an eager want. Become genuinely interested in other people. Those three are... They make perfect sense and they're especially valuable for your significant other, but frankly, anybody you interact with, because there is very, very, very few times that we appropriately show people the gratitude that they should get for the work that they do. Ingratitude is kind of our generic position. We just assume that other people should do things rather than being grateful for the things that they do. And if you can have a good relationship, you can, you can bring out of people a desire to do things, right? And, and, and part of that is becoming in, interested in them. I love the idea of smile. It's, that's the entirety of point five, the smile. And it's actually very true that if you can put on a smile, even when you don't feel like smiling, and you can actually mentally put yourself in a mind space where it's, I don't feel good, but you know what? I'm going to try my best to enjoy the day for what it is. And there's a lot of positive affirmation there. That can really help. A lot of these other ones are really good. I'm not going to go over them all because I want to skip back to the other ones. So like I said, there are 30 of these principles. They're all very good. They're all very interesting. And moral of the story is I would say that we all could be better in this area. And it's very tricky to be good at this. But So this one comes from, these are some principles that come from how to stop worrying and start living. And the, current, the, the group that I was part of, it was so good to be part of that because they had a lot of conversation. There was a great video talking about how stress in the wild is good for keeping people alive. But in the modern world where there's not that much to really be stressed about, not really from a life and death perspective, all it does is it makes us age faster and die younger. So one of the things he says is keep busy. And it makes perfect sense. He goes on to describe a little bit more about that. But keep busy is something I think we can all do. Because if you can live in the present and you can keep busy in the moment, it helps you avoid spending too much time staring in the past or staring into the future, which is meaningless to some extent. Don't fuss about trifles. This is a good point. There's a lot of things that are little things. And while a lot of little things can sometimes feel like a big thing, they are still little things. Use the law of averages to outlaw your worries. This is an area where I struggle and I could really benefit from it, right? Because I'll give you an example. In January... On average, if you average all of the sales across all of the days, we actually did break even. Now, if you would have taken individual days, out of the individual days, most of them, by a vast majority, were under break even. But there were a few days that actually boosted the numbers pretty significantly, and all in all, over the course of the whole month, we did break even. That's really critical. Right? If I would have properly used the law of averages, I would have realized that just because we were way under this day or the next day or the day after doesn't mean that we wouldn't be fine in the end. This is a great one. Cooperate with the inevitable. This is an area where I have struggled. Cooperate with the inevitable fundamentally means that the company, I'll give you an example. The company will have bad months. The company will do things that do not work. Now I can whine and complain and rail against the issues and say this is unfair and I'm mad and all this other stuff, but realizing that things just won't work from time to time, and if you spend a lot of time worrying about the fact that they didn't work, 
you will wear yourself out and there will be no benefit. Now, that's not the same thing as, not, you know, you should take and analyze situations appropriately, but you need to do what the, uh, the next one is, which is decide just how much anxiety a thing may be worth and refuse to give it more. And that's tricky, right? Because in this cooperating with the inevitable and giving these people exactly how much anxiety they need, you need to be able to say, I'm going to give this particular topic precisely the attention it deserves to analyze it, and then I'm going to walk away from it when I'm done with it. Because continuing to worry about it gets you nothing. Don't worry about the past. That is so critical. And for me, it's actually been really tricky to do that because this, the last two months have been really difficult. And I keep saying that. The last two months have been difficult. The last two months have been... No, no. The last two months are done. I cannot change them. What are we going to do next week? What are we going to do next month? How can, we, how can we change? How can we enjoy today? How can we make today better, right? It's excellent. Then that was how to break the worry habit before it breaks you. And then I'm just going to give you the one of the next one, which is to cultivate a mental attitude that will bring you peace and happiness. And this is good. Fill your mind with thoughts of peace, courage, health, and hope. And then he, Dale Carnegie says, if we think miserable thoughts, we will be miserable. If we think fear thoughts, we will be fearful. There is so much more to this. And frankly, this is just a snap of all of what I've been working on. And to some extent, it's hard. It takes practice. You don't walk out of these things suddenly being a different person. But I have learned some tools. And I, have sa- I-, I will say that over the course of the last little bit here where I've been working on practicing these, things have gotten better. Have they gotten better technically? Not necessarily, but has my attitude about them improved? Absolutely. And if you have a negative attitude, it will be very hard to see things positively. Frankly, it'll be virtually impossible to see things positively. If you have a positive attitude, you can find positive things even amongst what otherwise would be negative situations. I am, I'll give you an example. Our sales have been very slow. Well, it's easy to look at that in a negative perspective, but here's the positive spin I'm putting on it. I have had a lot of opportunity in the last two weeks to train Melinda and some of the other people in how to do marketing and how to make emails and how to do build out the SMS texts and how we can work on improving our marketing overall, right? I've had an opportunity that I would never have had if we were busy to activate and train these people in new techniques and new areas where they will continue to be more valuable and allow me in the future to delegate tasks to them. Positive spin on a bad situation. Now, this is a tiny snippet, a 15-minute snippet of a very complicated thing, and I think that everyone should enjoy this process. At the very least, you should go look at the books. The books, once again, it is Dale Carnegie, D-A-L-E-C-A-R-N-E-G-I-E, and it, this, is a, this is a combined edition, um, but it's How to Win Friends and Influence People, and the other book is How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. All right, I'll give you guys more updates. I might do another episode, a part two on this, where I talk more about individual elements of these different things and I go into greater detail. But I think this is a good place to stop and a good place to start for those of you who are interested in learning more about this topic. The internet is your friend. Go learn more. Thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to check back in next Tuesday for our next topic. And don't forget to check that subscribe button as well as the notification bell to be notified of the podcast right away. If you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, journal, folio, or accessory, please feel free to contact us on the main page of our website at murdycreative.co. Or you can contact us via Instagram and Facebook. You can text, email, call, direct message, all the usuals. We'll do our best to get back to you as soon as possible, but we do appreciate your patience. We do have a live chat on our website right now that is manned between 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. So if you have a quick question and you want to talk to us on the live chat, we're always available for that. 
if you have a quick question or you want to place an order over the phone, please feel free to call us at 414-434-9001. We are available Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Central Time. You can also text us at that number as well, 414-434-9001. If you don't get a hold of us either during business hours or after hours, please feel free to leave us a voicemail. We do listen to them. We do return them. It is a big part of what we do. Uh, if you are going to call about a specific order and you get the voicemail, please give us the order number in the voicemail. It actually helps us kind of coordinate things and make sure that we've got the right person. Uh, so that does help quite a bit. If you think we deserve it, a good review can go a long way to help us grow our new community. Both a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on, as well as a review on the product itself if you have one. You can go to murdycreative.co slash reviews to read all of our amazing reviews. There's a button there that says leave us a good review. You click on that and it'll take you to facebook.com slash murdycreative.co slash reviews. There's a question there. Do you recommend the Murdy Creative Company? You click yes, and then you can write out your review. We love them. We read them. I read them aloud oftentimes in our staff meetings. They are so encouraging. The staff really does appreciate them. If for whatever reason you would leave us a bad review, there's another button there that says get directly in contact with us. It is deeply important to me personally that everyone has a good experience with the company. We will do anything in our power, including recrafting, refunding. We will take care of you. Please, please, please give us an opportunity to make things right before you leave us a bad review. Word of mouth is the best form of advertising, so please tell your friends. There you get a little something for doing that if you go to the bottom left-hand corner of our website. There's a little button. You click on that. That's our rewards program. If you're logged in, you get 10% back on any purchase you make as in-store credit. And more importantly, there's a shareable link there. If you share that link with your friends and family, they get $10 off their first purchase, and you get $10 of in-store credit when they make that purchase. That credit, whether you earn it as through purchasing or through the sharing referral program, that credit itself can be used across the entire line. It is not limited to any specific product category. So it's a great way to get a better price on the thing you really want. If you have any podcast topics you are interested in learning, send them my way. I am always happy to talk about anything I can. And there's a lot of stuff that I would love to talk about. I just don't know if anyone's interested. So leave it in the comments below on the YouTube video or send us an email, sales at murdycreative.co. And I'll be happy to talk about them. If you were looking for multiple binders for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, we do have bulk kit discounts. They are built directly in the cart. They start at a minimum order quantity of five. And we are working on improving our wholesale options. So those bulk discounts might change in the future. And in the process of changing, which I discussed in the last episode, the, the discounts may not be as good as they are right now. So if you are looking to get something and you've been kind of hemming and hawing about it, to now, now is the time to do it. It will, it will not be the same in the future. If you're looking to get a custom engraved item, we have no minimum order quantities for that and no setup fees, just a simple flat fee, normally $15. And you can apply those, that customization yourself in real time on our website directly through the customizer. It's a great way to build that perfect product for you. We cannot do copyright images for obvious reasons, unless you have permission from the owner of the copyright. So if you do, send us an email. We're happy to do stuff. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a great day and goodbye.